This episode is brought to you by KG Productions for Krishna Knows. Yeah, good evening. Uh, we have just about two or three verses left, so I think we should be able to finish it today. Uh, we are doing the Narad Bhakti Sutra, Sutra 82. Uh, we had done till 81 and we were talking about the different types of devotion and how they can be attempted, so on and so forth. So now today, we are going to talk about there are different methods, a pathways, pathways. And he's talking about 11 different pathways of achieving this devotion for God. How do you achieve devotion to the divine? Through 11 different pathways. So we will see that. So Sutra 82, Narad Bhakti Sutra. Love for glorifying his qualities. Love for his divine form. Love for worshipping him. Love for remembering him. Love for doing service for him. Love for friendship in him. Love for the Lord as one's own child. Love as that of a beloved. Love for a total self-offering at his feet. Love for complete absorption in him. Love as expressed in the pangs of separation from him. Thus through love is only one. There is only one love. It is expressed in 11 different modes. Now, these are 11 different modes which I enumerated just now. So, we will take them one by one. Love for glorifying his qualities. What are we actually doing just now? We are reading a scripture which is the epitome of how this love has to be expressed, isn't it? We are doing what is called as the Narad Bhakti Sutra. Narada is showing us the path of love. What does he do? Every time when he has to meet God, he will say Narayana, Narayana. <laughs> and this word is constantly on his lips. If you take up any scripture which is talking about Narada, any scripture, you will find him glorifying God. In every scripture, he will say, Oh, your eyes are so pretty, your ears are like this, your Khan Kundal is like this, you have got such a beautiful face. Everything is a descriptive one. He talks only of how the entire Lord looks like, how beautiful he is and so on and so forth. So, the way in which he glorifies the qualities. Glorifying someone. We have done this in our life where we have glorified people. When we glorify someone, how does that person feel? Naturally, the person feels nice about it. So, if you were to tell your wife, your girlfriend or whoever, she is so pretty, she is so beautiful and so, <laughs> naturally the first thought she will say, oh, you want something from me. <laughs> well, the idea is not to get anything from Lord, but just to feel good about how we glorify him. Glorifying the Lord is so very important. What does a person do when he goes to the temple, church or any of these holy places that he wishes to visit? Doesn't he say prayers? Prayer. It is nothing but praises to God, isn't it? A prayer is nothing but praises to God. So here, 
the qualities how beautiful how nice how everything that is connected to the being of the lord so glorifying him is so important so who all have done in the past those who have read the bhagavatam will definitely remember that ha huh? vyasdev has done that his son shukdev has also done that narada is doing it wherever whichever scripture that is there at the beginning of the scripture there is always a glorification when i want to start something do i not glorify god yes i do i start anything by saying praises to god so even in our prayers we do the same thing so praising god is so important the second one is love for his divine form the form <laughs> we describe one form isn't it sometimes he is two armed sometimes he is four armed sometimes he is multi armed so many arms are there arjuna had seen that multi armed form form of his isn't it they call it virat purush yeah, huge so what kind of a form do you desire to see the desire for a human being is to see a certain form now there was a question raised by someone the person said after i listened to your satsang a few days ago i saw the four armed form of vishnu krishna in my dreams you see an entire four arm form of that deity divinity in your dreams the question was was it real or was it my dream or was it something that my mind created well let me tell you how this thing happens this form which we are so much attracted to whatever the form might be any object any form any deity any divinity it goes in our subconscious mind we have a subconscious mind isn't it when it enters the subconscious mind it stays over there as an image think how does that work you have seen something let us say even for a, a half a second you might have gone to a very great temple and might have seen a form of god over there maybe the eyes are attractive maybe the two hands are attractive something is attracting you it stays in your mind isn't it it stays and gets imprinted in your mind if i am describing something to you that also is going to stay in your mind and when the time comes the subconscious mind pulls it out and it shows you that form is it real was the question it's a creation of the mind everything in this world everything in this world is a creation of the mind it is maya's own creation please remember this if you meet a form any person also in your life that person is also maya's creation what makes you think he is not he or she is not that disappears imagine there is a house in front of you and there is a window 
think i'm just telling you something and the house is always covered it's closed suddenly the curtain from that house is opened for a moment and then it closes now what comes in your mind oh my god there was nobody in that house suddenly the curtain went like this and i think there must be someone or what has your mind created an imagery isn't it the reason why man doesn't see god is because of this c c s e e c because he has created an imagery of that entity in the mind is it real ask yourself that the image that you see in a temple a church or whichever place is an image of that god like this image which you saw in front of your house i told you you thought something it's an image and this image stays with you strangely the mind has the habit of throwing those images back at us so when you are in your rem sleep these images keep on circling back and forth and they come back to you and then you have certain experiences you think that the person is talking to you so that is the reason why you feel that existence at the time of your dreams you feel the dream was real is it real this reality is a very strange phenomena it is all dependent on what is called as a faith why doesn't anybody get to see the god over there why why they don't see the god over there the reason why they don't see the god over there is because their faith is like that it is all dependent on the faith now what you see in a dream is concocted by the mind all right and that concoction is not real it is unreal think what i am saying the dear lord is way beyond our senses mind intellect and the last body that is there causal body is beyond that why would he want to be a part of your mind doesn't it occur to you that you are still talking through the mind so how are whatever experiences that you are getting is on the material plane material plane and this material plane is going to affect you if you see it once you want to see it again and then again and then again i mean just imagine it is like having a photograph of a person you know you keep it bringing in front of you again and again and again and again and what is there in that there are no real experiences okay all this that i am saying i'm going to refute it later on okay so first you got to hear this part <laughs> so refutation is a part of our world so first listen to this everything is concocted everything is created by your mind everything that you feel and affect is a part of your world the material world creates these objects anything that is created by maya is unreal you know this can you use your normal mind for reaching that state 
imagine? What are you talking about? You are talking about something which is this connected to your body and that which is connected to the Supreme Divine. How are these two connected? They are not. These are not connected. So there was a question in the Uddhav Gita and in that question I will read out that thing to you so that you get an understanding of what I am speaking. This is a slightly difficult part. The dispute is whether the Atma is or is not hinges on the difference of view merely and is due to the non-perception of the Atma even though it is baseless it never ceases for men who are averse to me their own self. Ah, a little bit twisted <laughs> kind of a verse. So he says is the Atma there or not there? The Atma is not I have a soul. You know this? Everybody, every great person thinks that I have a soul. The soul goes away from the body when a person dies. This is what everybody talks. I want you to think what I am saying. A soul leaves the body when it dies. You are completely off the center. Soul. There is only one soul. One. There are no S-O-U-L-S. There is no S over there. You can't have bits and pieces of souls. Okay. You can't have one soul in you, one soul in somebody else and one soul in somebody else. There are no souls. One soul. God. He is called Paramatma. Atma is the word. So Paramatma is the word. All right. Only one. What am I saying? When a person dies, the soul leaves the body is the general way of thinking. Correct yourself. The soul is there only. There only. It is the body which is discarded. <laughs> It is the soul which has taken up this body. Think. It is the water is important, not the bottle. Once you finish the water, what is the use of the bottle? Have you thought about this? Ah, don't tell me that I'll fill it with water once again. No. <laughs> no. What I mean is, if you are taking a disposable water bottle, you are going to drink the water and chuck the bottle. Isn't that what happens? So it is not the body is important. It is the divinity has taken up this soul, this particular bottle. Alright, the soul has taken up this bottle. Now can I have souls? No. No. There is only one soul. It is taken up a bottle. That is an individual jiva. Jivatma. It is taken up that body. So now you are trying to reach from the body. Now imagine from the bottle you are trying to reach the water. How does that work? It doesn't. It doesn't work. The bottle is plastic. Different. Different material or maybe glass. It's different material. Water is H2O. Water. You are that soul, the divinity. Bottle is that plastic, disposable, available on this earth. Got it? There is nothing that you, you cannot say, I am a bottle. You are not a bottle. You are that divinity, spirit soul, which is taken up this bottle. Got the answer? So, if anything that is seen by the bottle is on the material plane. You think that this bottle is able to see that? That is wrong. But there is a way out. In the devotional path, what is he saying? You can reach God. 
you can reach god anything that you do with the bottle anything that you do with the bottle remember this is only going to take you you will only make the bottle look nice did you get it if you do exercises if you do meditation if you do whatever you want to do you know pranayama or yoga you are just polishing that bottle making it nice is it affecting what is inside think what i am saying you may be an expensive water bottle expensive maybe you are an evian water bottle expensive end of the day it is h2o if i pour it in glass in one glass and i put some other bottle bottles over there plus i take tap water and i keep it in glasses can you make out the difference which is evian and which is the you know uh, water from the tap you can't make out the difference did you understand just by making that bottle look very shapely does it change the nature of water ask yourself this question by making the water bottle shapely does it change the nature of water no that means even if you do so many thousands of exercises of yoga or pranayama or whatever they you want how is it affecting that it only makes you feel good who feels good your mind and your intellect oh i feel so nice i did this exercise you are stupid because you are thinking you are the bottle what it you are doing exercises you are doing pranayamas you are doing some some kind of actions which are connected to bottles only not bodies got it nothing to do with the water inside so i can put a nice label on top wear good clothes you know nice clothes on the body does it make a difference to the water it is h2o only got it likewise what is inside what is the one that we are connecting with is the spirit soul what difference does it make even if you paint it nicely put nice label or you know wear good clothes or do exercises make your body very shapely do all kinds of stuff that is connected to it keep on saying om 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 or whatever whatever nonsense that you want to say what difference is it going to make there you are only going to get the water bottle that bottle of yours or the what is called the body very very interesting does it affect the water inside ask yourself this question so it doesn't so whatever the bottle sees it can look at other bottles you know when you have small bottles you have big ones also huh like that just imagine there is a very big bottle a big sea a big ocean like a big himalaya and the bottle will say oh now i am going to get filled with the himalayan water still you are saying water only understood so whatever you see experience in the mind is nothing but a part of a dream world of maya first discard this premise that you are the bottle was discard this premise that you are the body that is not the premise you have taken up the body you have taken up that container you are not the container you are not the container the container may look very nice handsome good looking all those you know every quality is there qualities do not have any significance to what is inside we have to reach the inside now the next thing which i told you the whole thing i will turn it around imagine i love that inside 
When do I love what is inside? When I am thirsty. Isn't it? I am thirsting for water is the one. Then can it be any bottle? Of course. When I am thirsting for love, this entity who is there inside this bottle, alright, when that one is thirsting to be one with the divine, which is the Paramatma, when I am thirsting to be one with the divine, when the water inside the bottle is thirsting to be one with the sea or the oceans, that is what I am telling you. And now if the ocean is on its own attracting me, come to me. So when the divine is attracting me by his love and my love is attracting the divine, that individual Jivatma is attracted with this love, that time it can use the mind also. So did you understand? This is the punchline. The divine is full of love. It's love incarnate. There is a thirst inside of me. I want to be one with my God. I want to be one with the Paramatma. The Jivatma feels like that. I just want to be one with God. And when this love becomes one, then that which is the Paramatma and the Jivatma feel for each other. Got it? Then you can take the entire bottle like this and dunk it in the ocean also. It doesn't matter. So take your entire body, use it and dunk it in the ocean of love. Then you become one with it. This is the truth. So, love for his divine form. Love for worshipping him. I have to worship the God. Worshipping him in which manner? You know, there are various forms of worship. So, I can form any kind of worship that I feel like. I can take flowers, I can take anything, you know, maybe sweets or some, something like that. Don't I want to worship him that way? Think about how in the past, you know, Ramayana or Mahabharata, how worship was done. When you worship somebody, what do you do? You sacrifice for him, isn't it? So Bharata was willing to even give up the throne and say, Rama, please come and sit on the throne. I don't want the throne. I will just go against my mother. Doesn't matter. I don't want you to go. And then when Ram goes away, he worships him by keeping the padukas over there. He's in name and saying, I will rule in your name. This is a worship. It's a very, very serious worship. When you worship God this way, that is one of the paths. That is what he says. One of the modes is by worshipping him. Love for doing service for him. What kind of a service do you want to do? People have this habit of saying, I can't see God. What service I will do for him? What service? All kinds of service. Any kinds of service. Every day I am telling you one story. <laughs> Don't you see there are all the services that were done? Any kind of service. And the kind of service could be anything. Even weaving a flower garland also is a service. So don't worry. All kinds of services are acceptable. Love for friendship in him. There are friends. You treat God like a friend. When Sri Krishna was there, who was the friend? 
you know the book we have all done it arjuna <laughs> doesn't he say you are my friend and we have been in this together so many lifetimes of ours that is the greatest friendship i can be your driver also the lord is saying i will be your driver chalo charioteer you know understand driver is in modern word is <laughs> as if he is driving on mercedes benz or something no he is <laughs> he is riding those chariots so i will be your charioteer doesn't he say that so when you have friendship for the lord you remember another story of sudama do i have to repeat that story for you no you know sudama story also so dear friend so friendship is one more path so if two friends are together you know how they are okay ha huh? bff they <laughs> best friends forever something like that okay that is there then love for the lord as one's own child the mother and the child's relationship how is the mother and the child the mother will do anything for the child have you seen that for saving krishna when they were born when he was born in the jail you know what did she say to her husband please take him away you don't give away your baby like this he she wants to save him that is why she says take him away and then we come to the another mother over there yashoda what does she do she also sacrifices him isn't it he has to go back to mathura that's it a mother does a lot of sacrifices so you can have this path as well this path is also open for those who feel the lord god can be treated like a child children you know how they are they are naughty the mother doesn't say anything when they are naughty all the tantrums of the child she will bear it so as a child the lord is anyway going to put a lot of trouble in your plate okay he is going to treat you like any mother of his so if you become a mother remember this don't think that motherly love is all about you know goody goody stuff no sir you have to go through a lot of torture and pain <laughs> so motherly love so that is one more part love as that to a beloved now a beloved who is the loved one whom does a wife love she loves her husband and the husband loves his wife isn't it they have gone in matrimony and they are in love with each other so they stay devoted to each other okay ideal love all right please i am thinking of only that i'm not saying okay i want a divorce over here no this love is good but it is always construed as you scratch my back and i scratch your back all right so the wife's love is always like that it is not connected in any which way even mother child i told you the child is going to be very very painful is going to create all those troubles no i said that to you you see husband and wife's love is good <laughs> it will have its own issues there are going to be fights if you treat god as your husband or whatever understand you are not going to have that kind of you know goody goody life again there is constantly going to be lot of trouble so this is the one where you can get in trouble love for total self offering at his feet who offers at the feet 
Do you know any picture where you see somebody sitting at the feet of the Lord? Of course, Hanuman ji. <laughs> he is always shown sitting at the feet of Sri Ram. Right? He is having that dasya bhav. All these are called bhavs by the way, all right? If I have to translate it into another language. So, dasya I want to do service. I want to be at his feet. I am like his servant. I am like his, you know. I want to be at his feet. He can do whatever that he wants to. He can trample me. He can do whatever he feels like. Doesn't matter. I am a doormat. Okay, I am his chappal. You got the point? I am willing to do that work also. Anything that goes is fine with me. And that is another form of love. Then we come to love for complete absorption in him. Now this is a little typical where absorption means completely merging in him. Completely merge in the Lord. Who has done that? There are great sages who have merged in the Lord. Alright? The four sons of Brahma. They are completely lost in Him. They don't have even any inkling of how they are dressed. Completely lost. Merged in Him. So this is another one. Then we have the next one which is called love as expressed in the pangs of separation from him. This is the eleventh one and the last one. What makes you think Narada has kept this as the last one? Absorption means getting lost in him. Correct? Separation? It's one of the highest love ever. The number one. When you are separate from the Lord, the intensity of viraha bhakti, separation, is so high you cannot even imagine you ask a woman who is married to a husband who is in the army or somewhere. He goes on the front. Alright? Every day the wife is thinking of him. Or you have someone in your life whom you love the most and that person has gone far away. You know, every day you are in pain. It is the sweetest pain ever. It is called Viraha Bhakti. Who can attain Viraha Bhakti? You have seen the story of Radha. You have seen the story of Mirabai. You know these people are the highest in love. Krishna leaves Vrindavan and goes away never to return. What is going on with Radha and the gopis over there? It is called Viraha Bhakti. Every day they are just in love with him. It is when you do not get to see the God Every day you pine away for him. If you get to see the God, what is the big deal in that? Have I said any other love is better? Even Sanat Kumar who is thinking in terms of merging with him, you think merging is better? Sir, Viraha Bhakti is the highest. There is no other 
greater form of love than being separated. The separation makes the love grow fonder. Isn't that what they say in English? So here I am telling you, Narada is saying these words. He says, the love grows when you have viraha, when you have separated. You pine away for that. So, if you were to meet Krishna, even in your dream, but if you are not to meet him and pine away like that every single moment of time, believe me, that is the best form of devotion you can ever have and the highest form of love. So, Thus, love is only one. All these different loves that you have, you make a nice big one and then you can have it. So, if you can understand the kind of love that is there for the Divine Lord, this way, when you don't get to see Him at all, that would be the highest. But if you were to meet him, I don't think that could matter. Because when you meet him, everything that you think about goes away. Doesn't remain. That is why. So we have come to the end of Sutra 82. So we will do 83. We are just going to name the sages who are experiencing this. So Narad Bhakti Sutra, Sutra 83, thus declare they who are fearless of other people and their prattlings, their unanimous opinion. They who are the masters of the path of devotion, such as Sanat Kumar, Vyas, Sukhdev, Shandilya, Garg, Vishnu, Kaundanya, Shesha, Uddhava, Aruni, Bali, Hanuman, and Vibhishana. All these people expressed different, different kinds of love. These are sages, saints and very higher beings. They are endorsing what Narada has said. So if you feel that you wish to be on the path of devotion, the devotional path is to be achieved this way only. Those who are fearless of other people and their pratlings. Let whosoever want to say whatever that they want to say. Why are you bothered about it? If someone says you are stupid doing like this. Why are you bothered? It is their narrow mind. There are lots of people in this world who will say whatever they feel like. Why are you interested in listening to them? Can you continue to be in love with the divine and have complete devotion for God? Let the world talk. We are not here to change their way of thinking. Please remember this. If they are wearing a colored glasses, they will see the whole world in that color. Someone who comes to you and says, there is no God. He is wearing dark color glasses. He is seeing everything dark. That is his problem. There are other people who will say, you know, no, Shiva is the greatest. This one is greatest. Some God is greatest. Sir, they are wearing some green color or yellow color glasses. They will see that Shiva everywhere. That is their choice. Are we here to refute them? No, if you are a foolish person, please refute them. If they want to believe in whatever they want to believe, I am not here because see, remember, their glasses are yellow in color. They are going to see the whole world yellow. Why are you wanting to change their way of thinking? Don't bother. Similarly, somebody has got red color. They will see everything as red. So there are different, you know, religious groups in this world. Christians will say something. The Muslims will say something. The Hindus say something. The Jains say something, the Buddhists say something. They have got a choice. 
they are wearing different color glasses they are free to say what they feel like do you remember my lesson it is connected to the body and it is maya's creation why are you getting carried away by what they say let them say whatever they feel like their choice you don't get disturbed you don't get carried away by what they say let them be and when you let it be then you will not argue with them you are going to waste your breath what is the important mantra over here silence don't bother don't try to correct them you know we love to correct people correction oh you don't understand this one is great the other person will say that one is great whoever is great let them be in today's story we'll be doing one i'll tell you whatever they wish to feel that is their choice nobody bothers and don't you don't bother because remember everybody has an opinion isn't it so he says don't be bothered about it you just be fearless in whatever that you do in whichever way or the form or the path that you take you can take the path of a brother you can take the path of a sister does it matter if you want to take the path of a father and son that is that you know mother and son kind of thing does it matter your choice so you don't bother what the other person is doing you just bother about yourself there are so many sages every sage will come up with his own story you stick to one stick to one only why are you bothered about what others are saying you understand so the sages that are mentioned here sanat kumar vyas i don't have to explain this vyas muni who is there sanat kumar who is there these are sages they are from the past shukdev sandilya garg vishnu all these are sages they gave their own philosophies and but they have endorsed narada and they have said they are the masters of pure devotion all these are masters of pure devotion their way of saying it and everybody is right everybody over here is right whether it is uddhava's point of view or shesha's point of view or bali's point of view or hanuman's point of view they are all right from their perspective remember everybody had a different different way of looking at the same hanuman ji looked as a dasya bhav correct uddhava friend does it matter okay so got it so we have completed sutra 83 Now the last one, Sutra eighty four, from the Narad Bhakti Sutra. He who believes and has faith in this exposition given out by Narada, as taught, commanded by Lord Shiva, he gains the love of God and attains his objective. A attains his beloved goal. So first, when we started, I told you a very simple understanding is you got to believe in the scriptures. first you give them that 100% belief have the faith in the scriptures so this is like a kind of a scripture all right so just believe in it narada is saying so he says he who believes with complete faith in it have faith in this that this is the path of devotion as prescribed by so many saints which i have given you all stories after stories 22 days i think okay corona virus because of <laughs> because of that so you have got these stories they are they are endorsing it today also we will do one story it is going to endorse it very much into you saying that this is what it is all about so those who have faith in this exposition you have faith in it then whatever is taught by lord shiva to brahma ji uh, and even to his son narada this is narad bhakti sutra so shiva has taught this devotional path to narada and narada is telling you all these things so if he is telling you all these things it has to be the truth so he gains the love of god 
and attains his objective. Remember what I said? That Paramatma and this Jivatma are one because there are no Atmas. There is only one Atma. Paramatma is the only Atma over there. So when the Lord, He, when He looks at you, you will have His love also with you. So the devotion will flow from His side towards you also. Have that absolute faith in it. Once you have the faith, then nothing will matter. So we can attain our absolute goal. And now we have finished this scripture. So Narad Bhakti Sutra is over as of now. And like I said, we are going to take up a certain number of questions. I have certain number of questions only. You need to write it on the Facebook, not on the Google Hangout because Google Hangout gets wiped out. Write it on the Facebook. Go to the website. You can write contact at krishnanos.com whichever way you feel that you want to send in the message. There is a WhatsApp group on our page also. You can write in the WhatsApp group. But like I said, if it is a personal question, I cannot take it up because it is related to you. But make it spiritual question which yes, everybody will be able to enjoy it. Alright? So kindly do that and then we will do what is necessary. Alright, so today we are doing one story. Way back in time, say just about 4, 5 or 6, 2014 if I am not mistaken. I had gone to one place. Now this is a very beautiful, massive temple. Huge temple. One of the biggest temples in India. The statue over there is given by Sri Ram's father. That is a great one, isn't it? So it is called Sri Rangam. So we had gone over there. Me and a couple of my disciples, we had gone there. And we did the darshan and we were going out. So we were just at the exit point. And suddenly, I heard someone calling out my name. I looked at everybody. Nobody is calling out over here. Who is calling out? So one of my disciples asked, What happened Guruji? I said, Somebody in that direction is calling out my name. I want to go and see. Who is this person? This person is telling me, they call me Krishna Guruji and all that. So anyway, Krishna, you have come all the way over here and you are not even coming to meet me. That is not a good thing. Now, now I had, this was the first time in this body of mine that I was going to the temple. So I said to these people, I said, let us go back and see who is there. Because the, the, that particular person is calling out to me from that place. And we trudged back over there and I said, this is the place. We entered. There is a very beautiful murti. I can't even call it a murti. This murti has been there, not even a murti. It is that, that sage himself has been sitting over there for I don't know how many years. So I said, he was calling out to me. So this is the story of Ramanuja. <laughs> so he was sitting over there. He's covered by that, you know, lape or whatever. And they call it Samadhi. Now he's there for hundreds or thousands of years. God knows when. And I said, he called out to me. So I have come here. So we did one small puja over there. And then everybody got a shock of their life because they could see his eyes moving and his, you know, fingers. They said, is he there? I said, of course he's there. That is why he is trying to, you know, 
show that he is there. So we are doing the story today of Ramanuja. <laughs> Ramanuja was born in a family in Sri Parambudur. Sri Parambudur is, you know where it is, in Tamil Nadu. It's uh, some distance from Chennai. So, after he was born over there, he was introduced to all the different kinds of spiritual stuff. Then it so happened that after some time he said, you know, I have to go and learn the Vedas and all this kind of stuff. So let me go and meet this person over there. His name was Yadav Prakasha. Now he was an Advaita teacher. Ramanuja is not an Advaitist. <laughs> all right. So he was going to get an Advaita teacher. You see, sometimes it so happens that the disciples really have no clue where, which teacher they are going to. And whichever teacher that they go to, then there is always a cross current going on. You know, there is always going to be a problem. Because the teacher is teaching them one thing and the, per and the person is trying to understand something completely different. Their paths are different. Not the same. That is the reason why the problem starts. So when this teacher of Advaita Ramanuja met him, he started arguing with him on the philosophies. He says, this is not right. Now you can't stand in front of the teacher and keep on arguing, no? So the teacher one day decides, I have to murder this guy. <laughs> because he's against me. I got to take him away from here and kill him. So, so he concocts a story and tells one of his disciples, his name is Govind Bhatta. He tells Govind Bhatta, you go with him to Kashi. In the middle, we will finish him off. But Govind Bhatta is a great friend of his. So he comes and tells him, you know what? They are trying to finish you. Run away from here. So Ramanuja runs away from there with the help of some hunters and all that. Again, I will take a few more minutes of this story. So don't mind. Two, three minutes more. All right. After 5.30. <laughs> so he runs away from there and then he says this is terrible you know my own teacher is trying to kill me how is that possible sir if you are getting into a stream which is not yours think you are a commerce student and you are trying to get into science you know science doesn't enter your brains also every time you will want to argue with the science teacher over something or the other there is a cross current. You see, understand, you are not going to like it. That is the reason why the problem happened. And anyway, the teacher never bothered after that. He went away. Now, what happened was, he came, there was one person who was a Matadikari. Okay. His name was Yamuna Acharya. Yamuna Acharya. Okay. So, he was in charge of all these Sri Paramadur, this one, that one, Sri Rangam, Kanjivaram, all that. So he was sitting as a chief. Now in Kanchi, he had one person who was in charge of that place. His name was Kanchi Purna. So our great friend, he goes all the way to Kanchi. Anyway, he was interested in going there. So he goes over there. And he meets its Kanchi Purna. Now when you meet a great person, naturally you say, no, please come to me. By the way, this, he was already married, alright? He had a wife and all that. So what he did was, he called Kanchi Purna home. And when Kanchi Purna came home, Ramanuja was not there. He had gone out somewhere. So naturally what his wife did was, he said, okay, you have been invited, so I have to feed you. Uh, and she fed him nicely and all that. And after some time when Ramanuja comes, he looks at his wife and he says, oh, she's cleaning the whole house up. So he asks him, why are you doing this? He's from a low caste, you know. <laughs> so naturally, I have to clean this whole house up. Now he can't see this happening. He is very angry with her. He says, you can't do this kind of a thing. There is no casteism. I don't like this kind of a thing. So she says, you don't understand. And they have a fight. And this fight becomes bigger and bigger and bigger. And finally, he just says, I am fed up of all this. And he takes sannyasa and goes away. 
सो वेन ई गोज ही सेज की आई हैव टू मीट गुरुजी गुरुजी इज हू यमुनाचार्य आई टोल्ड यू इज ग्रेटर देन सो ही सेज ईल गो ओवर देयर Meanwhile, he has learnt literally everything. He has become a great guy. He he knows the Vedas, Shastras, everything by heart, all that. So Yamunacharya, he has already decided that I want him as my successor, Ramanuja. So what he does is, he has called him. He said, "Come to me also," and he is going there. But by the time he reaches over there, the guy is dead. Now, what do you know if he is dead? so he says you know what before dying he had last wishes first is you have to write on the brahma sutra then you have to go and do a lot of prachar for parasar muni you know the parasar muni you know and then the third one was there was one saint called sadagopan you have to do something nice about him so he says oh yeah i'll do something about him and ramanuja then does all that in his life story he has written all these things Well, beautiful stories that he has written. Now, remember, he was not initiated by anybody. Whosoever that he goes, either he becomes an enemy or somebody goes away because he is from lower caste, and then somebody else is dead already. Now, you need to get a mantra, mantra diksha from some guruji. So he goes to one place and he says, you know, maybe this person will give me. And then he meets a person called Nambi. Now, Nambi. he stays in one village in kerala so when he goes to meet nambi nambi says get out he is not giving him the mantra he is not even initiating him you know he makes him go and come go and come 18 times if i tell you to go away once you know you will get angry with me 18 times get lost go away You see, the gurus have a very strange way of testing their students. They people don't understand how they test. You know, they they have got very weird guys. So finally, Nambi says, "Okay, fine, come. I'll teach you." And and gives him the mantra and diksha and everything, and becomes a great Baba Ji after that. So the mantra is very nice, very nice to hear, and that is about God. Om Namo Narayana, Om Namo Narayana, Om. This guy, just, he says, this mantra is so great, you know. And my Guruji has given this mantra must be so powerful. I should distribute it to the whole world. <laughs> and he comes back and stands on the roof of the temple and starts calling everybody. Yeah, come here, come here, come here. I am going to give you all mantra. And he gives mantra to everybody. Om Namo Narayana. Say everybody, Om Namo Narayana. You know Narayana, Narayana. We just now finished, no? Or no? Narada is also mantra is like that. So here he says Om Namo Narayana. I keep on giving it to everybody. His guru becomes very angry. He says, "What? What are you doing? You are not supposed to tell this. This is a Kan mantra." He says, "Guruji, please pardon me. You know, if this mantra can make me reach the heavens." Why not give it to everybody so that everybody is benefited? And his guru is so happy with the whole thing. He says, "Done. You can do that." This is very few stories that I have given. I have limited time, so I can only tell you some stories. It started with how he called me. These divinities exist, by the way. You may say, "No, is he there?" of course he is operating in the material domain what is the job of a guru the job of a guru is to show you the path so he better have a human body isn't it remember this the representative of the divine is always the guru and if the guru shows you the path then he is the greatest guru so when he said some words to me ramanuja naturally i will believe in him he exists so do you get this the representative of gods are there in this world and you trust them believe in them go to the right ones 
Don't go to that other one. Otherwise, you know you will get murdered. <laughs> go to the right one. You will find your path, and then you will understand the truth. So we have come to the end of these entire sessions. So we will stop over here. Tomorrow I'll take up one or two questions and let me see if I can start one text. Take care. Bye. Have a very good evening. Bye.